This episode is presented by Comics and Gaming Magazine, found at cgmagazine.ca, and brought to you by noblenight.com, where out of print is available again. Buy, sell, and trade RPG books at noblenight.com. Throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who have embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors with dice and not a lot of common sense in various role-playing games. Today, legends are told from the tales of our terrible warriors, an unlikely group of nerdy adventurers armed with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts as they come together to save the day in These Warriors Are Terrible. Seriously, these are the guys we're going to go with? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the uh, These Warriors of Terrible, brought to you by NobleKnight.com, where Out of Print is available again. Today we are doing the debrief for our human-occupied landfill session. My name is Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse, and I was the Holmeister for this game. Uh, to my immediate left... Uh, Tom, he is an evil genius white. Who played Zorthog. Mm-hmm. Connell Macbeth, a.k.a. Dr. Holocaust. Who played Jack Butcher. And Steve Snowball Sailor. Who played Russell Hunts, the Thousand and Fourth. Uh, Big Mike from the 404s. Who played Jimmy Tag from the Death Cave. The Thousand and Fourth makes me laugh every single time. Thank you. Um, oh, my God. Well, guys, so uh, your evil. first time playing Human Occupied Landfill, and my first time running it, I played it once before. What did you think? Interesting. You know what? Can, it's a good game. Um, I had some reservations going in because I read some of the. I, I actually had a chance to find the PDF of this thing and read it going in. Yeah. And it has some of the foulest language I've ever seen in an RPG book, which is sort of Indeed. the point. Yeah, it is the point. It was written. But I knew you were. Yeah. But I knew you were running it, so I knew it couldn't. Po- it couldn't possibly. We wouldn't. You wouldn't let us sink as deep as that book gets. Yeah, I mean, uh, in the show we get. We can get pretty foul mouthed to a certain degree. Yeah. But yeah, like, but just looking giant. at some of the stuff down there, it was like, wow, they go into places that even Mike Dodd won't go. Yeah, and don't say that because he'll take it as a challenge. Well, um, <laughs> that's true. What I, I very deliberately avoided a lot of the stuff in the game because, mm. let, let's face it, guys, this game was a not written to be serious, and b was written with a lot of potty humor and very immature humor. Yeah. Um, that might have been kind of funny and vaguely flies adult theme back in the uh, early to mid nineties. Yeah. But nowadays it is just no. no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's almost like as far as gameplay style, it's like the very dirty version of paranoia. As like, far I, as like, I, you I can could basically just, do whatever. Thing. I feel bad if someone like listens to this podcast, goes out and finds the book, and just says like, "This is nothing like what they did. They mil- they toned it down so much." Well, I mean, yeah. the, the the rule book itself, from what I can see here, isn't isn't that thick, and I think that this is probably the most boiled down version of anything that I have ever played. Because I'm sitting here like, when we got here, Derek handed us, and I'm not even kidding you, three pages of rules explanations, and that's it. It's just like this is how uh, you know your stats and skills work. This is how the basics of rolling for rules is like a two d six system, and this is how like combat initiative and damage works. Um, all and of my characters, yeah, all my characters like stats and and weapons and everything fit on about uh, one quarter of my last page. I managed to just write some stuff in on the bottom, like uh, some basic notes, and we still sat down and had a pretty good time. This is not a game that I think I would play long term yeah. because you have really basic stuff like this. But it's really fun just to sit down, hash out some really lame characters, or just like some some really random crap. Like you can make parody characters of almost anything out of this. Um, especially considering you can make up skills as long as the DM lets it fly. 
and just 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 have something for a game or two. Because um, again, like with with games like D and D and other games that have a more fleshed out rule system, you can really sort of take advantage of that, dig into like the the deepened you know items and rules and dungeons and monsters and things like that. Whereas this is just basic rules, basic things, and then it's 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 much more left to the DM as to whether or not it's going to go well. Mm-hmm. Um, in my experience, I found that games like this require a very good DM, and I'm glad that we had one this game. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, seriously, Darren. In order to yeah, make it a good game, whereas if you have a medium to bad DM, these games can go right down the toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas games that are much more rules-heavy, it protects the players more from somebody who's budding as a DM or who isn't very good. Mm-hmm. At least that's my experience. Mm. Um, I had fun running this for you guys. Uh, I had a bit of trepidation. This was actually written <laughs> while I've been planning this game as a potential convention game. Back when I used to attend local conventions like Orion and Polaris uh, oh, for yeah. quite a while. But um, I actually only wrote down my notes yesterday. And they came out to about three pages of point form stuff plus the opening monologue. And I was really nervous going in if I was going to have enough material to run for four hours. Wow. But I also knew that ha- having just the stellar cast that I have here tonight, they could run with it. Aw, thank you. <laughs> Aww, thank you. It was fun, actually. Like, this is my, like, being sort of part of the, I guess, the Toronto crew to a certain degree. Like, this is the first time I got to play with, with you guys. Um, I beg your pardon, you were at the Transformers thing. Huh? I beg your pardon, you were at the Transformers thing. Yeah, but that was just Connell. Yeah, and it was Mike Dodd and it was Julian. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but playing with like actually like, with you guys, it actually was, it was fun. Like it, as much fun as I had listening to Pen Dragon with you guys, it was just as much fun like playing it with you guys and just being that kind of nuts and crazy. And that's what I love about this group though is that you guys go nuts. <laughs> yes. You go yes. balls to the wall with this Now granted, shit. I'm sorry, Captain Hatchet does face. horse have a mustache line in this episode, <laughs> in this series, but we, it was, it still I'm was just funny. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm Can I say sorry. something about that? Why? Because okay, I told Colin this on the trip here. For those of you who are fans of the pen of the pen dragon game, so are a few of my friends at home. We're playing Pathfinder. We're doing the Kingmaker Adventure module. And in Kingmaker, you make your own country. They have already predeterminedly decided what the country's name is going to be. It's going to be Hampton Frumpenshire, so fuck you, Connell. <laughs> that was- I'm not going to lie. There was somebody that uh, one of the fans came up to us at uh, our table at Con Bravo and said that they love Pendragon a lot, and they actually wanted to say, like, they asked, when is Does My Horse Have a Mustache going to be a t-shirt? <laughs> oh, wow. And my horse. Congratulations, <laughs> Connell. And so I can guarantee get- at some point I'm oh, actually gosh. talking with a, oh uh, a local t-shirt <laughs> wow. uh, shop in the like in the area, and we're going to oh try God. to see if we can actually be able to create that as an actual t-shirt. Nice. I'm so, do I get a free one? I am really oh, flattered by that. Yeah. Fuck you, man. That's the thing. Like, with, with one-shot games like this, it's really, really easy just to get into just just shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's there's no risk at, like, oh, well, my character is going to die, and then I'm going to have to make someone new for next game. Well, there is no next game. We're sitting down for this for one evening, so just, we, like, we push the limits and play this to the absolute max. Pedal to the metal. Just, yeah. just, just, just to just test the limits and see how far we can push it. <laughs> um, and I love doing that because we really have a good time because, like, we don't hold back anything. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, um, well, I, I, I tried to. It's just, it's, it's so much more fun, at least in my experience. And no, playing like this is not something you can do for a long-term campaign. Oh, God. No. Oh, um, hell no. no. It, it may be a little, but like it would get tiring, and your characters would die off so goddamn fast. 
Well, to, to be fair, you guys did have Grace of God points. Um, yeah. Tom had one Grace of God point. I can really? reveal. Um, everyone else had five or six. Oh wow. Wow. wow! That's why I was really trying to encourage you guys to use them. We were too creative for Grace of God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were. You, you know actually. What? I think that every time I play one of these games, I play a character that's a little bit more suicidal. Than the one that came before? Yeah. Yeah, it's Don't like, I'm kind of hoping time. one of my characters will die off, I think, because it's I think be it'd like be a, fun. But. It's just going to end up, you're going to have like this comp, this guy with a grenade just be like, today's the day. <laughs> and he's not going to die, he's just going to piss you off. No, I mean, I know next game I'm going to We're going to get into combat, you're literally going to be like Brett Tamlin from the from Anchorman, just like standing in the middle of a fight with an armed grenade. It's, ah! <laughs> Well, uh, uh, what I love about this uh, the show too is that at least for me, because how often that I've got the chance to play a game, like I've become oh a lot God. more confident in the skills that I have, uh, and a lot of it just comes down to being able to play with like really awesome players, like. Mike, you've basically turned me into a crazy son of a bitch that I've never well, thought I could actually be possible. Well, uh, it's, it seems I, I feel a little bad this time around. I'm like, am I doing too much? Am I am I overshadowing other people with all the stuff I got in mind? I'm like, guys, guys, wait. Let's see if their stuff fails. Otherwise, I'm going to press the button. It failed. Good. I get to press the button. <laughs> and it's just, I'm, I'm worried out there I'm going to get this reputation of being a psycho. I'm just going through this. Because prior to doing These Warriors Are Terrible... I only played like the most heroic guys. Yeah, I played these like shining knight, paladin, optimus prime kind of clothes. I, I people play the same thing. I've never played. But like then a I, I came like, here and it's character. just like we were doing shadow. I was like, I got an itch to play a psycho, and it hasn't gone away. Now all of my characters that I've made are a little freaking deranged. My pathfinder well, character that I play with my friends is a ninja who, as an interrogation method, coated his kusari gamma in, a, in an enemy's blood and tapped it against an interrogation victim. I was like, you gonna tell me what I want to know? You gonna tell me what I want to know? I was like, what the hell am I becoming? <laughs> we'll see. Again, I like, gotta play a hero next time just to balance it out. Playing yeah. crazy, like I said, is really fun for shorter games. Yeah. yeah. Like for yeah. a one-shot game, playing crazy and just going nuts is really, I'm gonna say cathartic. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah. like, yeah, if you're going to be playing a really long-term game, yeah, you want to play the hero. Because that's the person who gets the big prize and who, yeah. you know, like, lives happily ever after and stuff like that. Yeah. At the end of this, it's like the end of fucking Pitch Black. We're all sitting on a shuttle flying off into space getting ready to kill some motherfuckers. <laughs> like, it's going <laughs> like, to... Yeah. Well, like, that's the thing, too. It's like, even, uh, of course, the show, like, some people have sort of developed into their own... Like characters, you can kind of expect this is what's going to happen. I mean, sorry to put this on you, Mike, but yeah, you're no. kind of known <laughs> as the psychotic player. Julian is generally known as the traitor of the group. Um, and, <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, yeah, and that's the, and like Mike basically uh, Dot has kind of become the whoring son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, and like, and so it's like everyone seems to have like these these own little niche characters that they play. I don't know. Uh, I I tend to guys... play something completely different every yeah, time. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I I played a thug in Pendragon. And then I played uh, the most annoying halfling sorcerer in the world for Pathfinder. Well, no, I wasn't. We all I wasn't different actually. I was, di I was we... different for uh, uh, Pathfinder because I was this very, just a very fun-loving dwarf until Dodd killed my entire family, and then it became a matter of it's blood. Just a, it's <laughs> like the stereotype, I guess, of that we yeah. sort of yeah. we kind of gotten into that. That's what's going to happen, and I love it. Like we're all developed. Like each one of us, mm -hmm. each one of the players that we have, which has been fantastic, that we're all developing our own personalities, mm -hmm. and it's like. I, I absolutely love it because if you're a fan of uh, of Connell, you're gonna like you're gonna want to like that's why we have on the site. It's like oh, yeah. we tag. What's he gonna whisper into the mic next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, 
because so if you go to thesewordsareterrible.com, I don't know if you if you know this, but we tag every single episode with yeah. who's actually in the episode. Right. So say for instance, you want to know what episodes Connell is in. You click on his name on the actual episode post, and you can see every episode that Connell is on. Same with it, Tom. Same with Derek. You say everybody, yeah. and it's great because then it's like if you fall in love with that that person, you like that person, you want to listen to more of them, whether they're a GM or a player. You have that ability, and like like everyone, it like has their own sort of favorite character that or every, every personality that's playing on the game, and I love it. I absolutely love it because it just shows like fans get involved. Like we're getting fan art, we're getting like comments constantly to us now. We're getting constant feedback uh, that I did that I love receiving from you I'd guys. I'd love to see some of this feedback. He messages the. Oh, well, he does. Yeah, I'm sorry. Whenever I so see... it's not your fault, Steve. I'm just lazy. My apologies. No, that's fine. Yeah, like it's it just like. I think the, the best fan, like we've received two pieces of fan art that I absolutely love, and it's from uh, a girl named Jennifer. The first one was from uh, Pathfinder, and it was a picture of uh, <laughs> of Derek's character. No, it was a picture of me. Well, it wasn't yeah. even a picture of my character. It was a picture of me, right, like, riding the riding Galvar Goodbarrow's uh, <laughs> the giant corgi, corgi Maximus. Yes. And then we got another Corgus one. Maximus. And then we got another one from uh, from her of Pokemon, where I'm like a, like a chasing down a Pidgey with a knife. And it was it, like it's <laughs> it's amazing just that these oh, everyone all our fans are extremely talented. So we hope you enjoy these. A I lot. gotta ask, like, what who talking? Yeah. Um, glad that happened here and not during the actual thing. But what were what what, did, what was everyone's inspiration for their characters? Like I, I know what yours was, Steve, because yes. Dodd suggested something like that to you on Facebook. Kind of yes, kind of no. It was like for mine, it was because I'm a like myself and my mom. Like we kind of bond over Survivor. Mm. We watch that a lot. My mom is a I'm huge. I'm very fan. very sorry for how much I mutilated. Oh no no, dude! It actually like it's it, it's as close like as way I think of it, it the way I pictured it because it's set so far in the future the game changed anyway. Like it yeah. was bound like to change to that point. So I didn't care about whether or not it was true. To is Survivor, Survivor actually still going on? Yeah. It's, uh, they're about to do their next season. Uh, next season uh, next week, I think. Okay. I think so they're like their twenty fifth or something like that season. How anyway, cool. yeah. Connell, how many your... seasons do they do per year? Two. Okay. Jesus. Because it's not been going for twenty five years. It's been going for ten. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, so that my character was like it actually is a person on the game. Russell Hans. Um, his nephew was on it. His nephew, like he, like both of them are the most infamous villains of the, of Survivor. And I figure, like, why, like why not sort of be the the ancestor of this character and like the Hans family like um, ruled Survivor as like a Roman Empire. No, and I really like that because that gave me something to work into the setting. That gave me a yeah. real hook to put in. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, as has been revealed, if you've been listening to these podcasts, part of the whole point of having the clone army. Um, was to kill Russell Hansen and the Hans dynasty. Um, so the <laughs> survivor on the now, Death's Head gang recruiting that day. Uh, so that uh, they could now go back to rigging the game as befitted it before. <laughs> anyway, Connell, what was your uh, um, inspiration? I play character creation a little bit differently. Like, whereas some people are like, oh, if we're going to be playing this kind of game, then I'm going to make this kind of character or, mm. or whatnot. I will usually keep several ideas for characters in my back pocket and then play them out whenever they're like, hey, we got this new game setting up, you want to come along? I'm like, yeah, okay, I've got a character that I've been saving for a day like this. And slap that on the table. I wrote out uh, Jack Butcher a while ago and sort of just tucked that away because I've always played, like, wizards and things like that whenever I'm playing fantasy games or some kind of, like, techno-intelligence person. Yeah. Recently, I tried in our uh, Pathfinder game, or not Pathfinder, um, yeah, Pathfinder. Pathfinder. I played a rogue, and I had a tremendous time being just, like, you know, a quirky thief. Yeah, Pendragon, you played just something that was beautiful. That was <laughs> yeah. 
fucking Batman. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, that yeah. was and in, you and were in Pendragon Batman in uh, Pathfinder. In Pathfinder, yeah, and in Pendragon, I was just like, I'm going to be the most charismatic. Like, I'm going to crank my charisma to the max and just play that out. Just be the most just foppy philander. Anyways, um, and I always wanted to play a either partially reformed or reformed serial killer. Uh, and it was kind of based... reformed at all. <laughs> Not even close. It was kind of based off of um, Alpha from Dollhouse, if you've ever seen that show. Yeah. Um, now I get it. Yeah. yeah, in the second season, and especially near the end of the second season, you start to see a lot more to the character, and I thought that was a really cool idea. So I was like, I'm going to write this person named Jack Butcher, who, or as the papers called him, Butcher Jack. And who Not was very creative. Who is a serial killer that runs around and like you know either kills bad people or just is a killer and has his own reasons. I was like, I wonder what that would be like in a tabletop game. How would he get along with the rest of the people that are there? How long would it take? Like, I almost killed Tom's character in the first five minutes of our first session when he's like, I'm going to grab all the guns. I'm like, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> like, right out of the gate. I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill Tom's Like, And I was like, I probably shouldn't do that because I think A, Tom would be really mad at me and B, that would kind of ruin the show. So I'm like, I'm just going to sneak up on him and like whisper real creepily in, his back, in the back of his ear and stuff. Tom, what was your inspiration? Uh... Well, like, uh, I've always been a writer, and the most fun part of writing for me is coming up with a character, so um, I can't say my character was inspired by anything specific, it's just a, uh, a lot of the time when someone tells me what game we're playing, um, it just sort of s sets some wheels in motion, I start thinking, um, like, this was sort of a dark slapstick sort of setting, and so I wanted to create a character who's kind of... Um, it's kind of dark but kind of funny and I thought of just like this this guy who's like really big really um, just someone with a lot of guts and a little bit of brains but more guts than anything who just doesn't care what happens to him and will just walk right into the most dangerous situation and just not care um, and it kind of went from there, and for some reason, and I didn't really stick with this, but I was thinking this guy would uh, refer to himself in the third person all the time. I did that a little bit, but I didn't really, it's kind of hard to mentally stay with that. I, I tried to stay in character as best I, can, I could. Um, oh, what else is there? Like, I, I don't know, man. Um, Sorry. I kind of, I kind of pictured him as like one of these kind of, um... Uh, these guys that you might see like sitting out on the street a lot and mm. would have like kind of like one of those older guys who's been through all kinds of stuff and they all have really weird advice <laughs> and that you know you walk by and they'll talk about all the crazy crap they've done in their lives and you wonder like what's wrong with this guy but they're also strangely charming in that <laughs> you know that they have this kind of strange wisdom to them and all the stupid stuff they've done in their life i've seen some things man yeah some stuff i wouldn't recommend it and <laughs> Big Mike, as as you have said repeatedly, you were based off a character from Saints Row. Uh, yeah, well, because it was kind of funny, because as Derek was talking about this, um, I work in EB Games, I was just watching, uh, just I was just looking at the stream, like, what kind of character works? And it was almost clandestine. The Saints Row 4 trailer started playing, and I looked at it, and I was like, yes, yes, you, who, who? Who am I playing? Who am I going to basically be from Saints Row? And it's basically an amalgamation between the protagonist, because Johnny, uh, the the character it was originally based on, is not as wild as that. Well, he's wild, but he's not as verbose. And uh, Johnny Gat from Saints Row, 
And if you're a fan of the franchise, Johnny Gat basically, you can stab him in the torso, and he will then walk up to you and take the sword out and start stabbing you with that sword. And the funny thing about uh, Johnny Gat and the protagonist as a whole is that they have the worst banter in the universe. Because Johnny Gat's entire... Th- it can be summed up at one point where they basically will yell at this one guy. It's like, man, we don't take crap from French people. I'm Belgian. Well, go make some waffles. And they think that's clever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Belgian down here. Same thing. <laughs> they go make some waffles and shut up. We're done here. It's so stupid their banter, but they're incredibly good killers. So you really can't laugh at what they say. And I just thought of, and it was really just looking at this, and like that he, someone like that would do really well. So I just called him Jimmy Tag. It worked. Yeah, totally. Um, obviously, my inspiration for this game was Survivor, but it was also the Total Drama franchise, yeah. which is really stupid at times, but it really gets across that over-the-top, sort of ridiculous parody of a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually interesting, because one of the games like or, we want to do again as a sequel is the Paranoia. We want to go back to Paranoia again, and then Justin has the idea of... That I, that he, I really like it's like the idea of like you're on a Price is Right kind of version of a show, oh, and like it's just, and seeing the the hilarity ensue. So, like seeing how that cut, like a, sort of a game show setting can, like can work in Terror Wars, I think that actually could be ju- just as fun. So I'm yeah. looking forward to. It. But I mean, this game was this was great. I mean, as a Survivor fan, but also like just being able to go nuts as much as I could, yeah. uh, and they really expand on that and just have fun with it. This was this was fun. I, I was worried a bit about how this game was going to run because there's a difference between running a serious game and having some comedy elements, mm. or letting the or letting the players put in their comedy elements, like we do with Pendragon and Pathfinder, yeah. and actually running a game that is meant to be comedic yeah. uh, and still trying yeah, to make it funny. That yeah. could derail so easily. Yeah, and I was yeah. really worried about that. I was like, will this humor go too far? And like I said, I tried to rein in um, the more extreme elements of the setting. Um, the yeah. No, it's fine. It's yeah. good. You did good. So. So I do have one question, Derek. Were you actually going to let me take on Uncle Mickey? Um, actually, <laughs> you might want to explain who Uncle Mickey is. Um, so in, uh, in Hole, there's a group called the Flesh Tenders. And they're basically, um, if you've read China Millville. No. Um, nobody's read China Millville. No. <laughs> you will suck. Um. China Millville has a group of magicians in his Baslag novels uh, called Bio something or other. I can't quite remember it offhand. Biothaumaturgists. Okay. And what biothaumaturgists do is they blend men with. They build, blend human flesh with either machines or bits of other species. And they use it as a punishment um, in the city of uh, Nucrobazon. And the flesh tenders are basically like that. They are a race who may or may not actually have originally been human. Some suggest that they actually came from outside the galaxy. Hmm. And they play around with flesh and the sh- and shape and animals for fun. All their technology is bio uh, is biologically based. And they create horrible monsters. They created the Wastets, which you got a taste of in the game. Which you um, did to get a taste of it, Uncle actually. Mickey. Uncle Mickey <laughs> is a combination of Mickey Mouse and a xenomorph from the Aliens films. Yeah. That's um, funny. And he lives under the boneyard and in a couple other locations in the hole. So and that's what was going to attack me? Yeah. I was down that hole for longer? Yeah. Oh, and he is damn. a horrible, horrible creature. He is almost unkillable. That's what was in the tunnels? Yes. yes. Uncle Mickey? Yes. Nice. They broke the seal. They unleashed Uncle Mickey. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Back there. But Uncle Mickey was sated because you guys threw him a 
teenager. <laughs> yeah, well, we did. Uh, so, so um, I think that about wraps up the debrief, folks. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say before we uh, sign off? No, uh, I'd like no. to um, point out a couple of the plans that I had made and <laughs> so on. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, you just totally threw me off with whatever it is. Sorry. <laughs> I, I think that was consent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I had this one plan, actually, where I was going to sit by one of the uh, one of the items from the scavenger hunt and try to yeah try to ambush one of the guys from the other team who came I was thinking because we would separate or whatever and I was gonna like try to um, try to talk to them like make an inter-team alliance or something like that I'd I'd have my I was like look let's well, I'll be peaceable about this. I'm gonna put my uh, two guns down, mm. you know. Plus, I've, but I've got like six other guns on my person. And then when they let their guard down, I just pull out a bunch more and just keep blasting them. Except, unfortunately, <laughs> we established that the clones were like the Gath and get stupider the fewer of them there are around. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Tag. Yeah, yeah. I'm the kill. Counts. All I gotta say is that uh, Derek, you did a great job yeah, as your first time awesome. GM for Terror yeah. Warriors. You did a fantastic Hopefully job. Last so. Time. We'll definitely um, have to have you back. I, I'm going to be back at some point. I'll probably want something for World of Darkness. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. It's been at constant request. So anyway, thank you very much for listening to our uh, little misadventures here on These Words Are Terrible. Uh, my name is Derek DeBard. I'm from Chasing the Muse. And I was your uh, GM, your Holmeister for this game. And uh, we'll go around the table one more time. I'm Tom. He is an evil genius white playing Zorthog. Uh, Connell Macbeth, a.k.a. Dr. Holocaust, playing Jack Butcher. Steve Snowball Sailor playing Russell Hans, Thousand the Fourth. And Big Mike of the 404 playing Jimmy Tag. These warriors were indeed terrible, folks. And uh, thank you. Please come back next time. Be seeing you. See ya. You have just listened to These Warriors Are Terrible. Did our terrible warriors succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stun the GM into a stupefied silence for asking if their horse had a mustache? And lastly, did someone get punched squarely in the goodie bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG adventures you would like our terrible warriors to play next? Do you have your own awesome or insane stories of your own RPG conquest or failures? Comment on this episode post. Message us on Twitter at DiceWarriors. Or email us at feedback at thesewarriorsareterrible.com. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. For these warriors are terrible!